Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This morning, I'm going to preach to you about light, but as I talk to you about light this morning, what I have for you is four questions that I want you to ask yourself, and I want you to pay close attention, because these four questions aren't for the person next to you, they aren't for the future you, they aren't for, I don't know, someone who's not in the building, they're for you. So, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to me. Last night, uh, last night we had a, a really fun time at, at my house. Uh, we had some, some of our friends over, and, and uh, my brother Aaron came over, and him and the girls were having a good time, and um, just as he was about to leave, he's like, I have to use the restroom real quick. So he ducks into the restroom. And my fifth grader, Michaela, said, let's turn off all the lights and scare him. Now, listen, I'm 39 years old now. And that kind of thing, when I was a kid, that kind of thing would have been like, yeah, let's do that. That'd be exciting. But now I'm, I'm a man, I'm a grown-up, and I still will not pass up any opportunity <laughs> to pull one on my brother. And it was, just, it was just the look in Michaela's eyes as she's like, let's do this. And so we scurry around, turning off every light that's in the house, but it's also Christmas time, so there's extra lights. And even when we got the whole house dark, we turned and looked, and there was this this little Christmas tree truck that he had actually helped me put batteries in to get the light on. And it still, this little tiny truck was still casting light through the whole house. And I was like, oh my gosh. And Caleb's like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> so I'm like trying to scramble and we turn it off and we get the whole house dark and we hide. And the door opens. And he says, I know what you're trying to do. And on comes his flashlight, and it was so great because as he turned on the flashlight on his phone, and he was coming down the hall, and it was great because you could see the, where the door was. You could see the light, like where that line between light and dark was. And you could see as he got closer to us, he got closer to us, and, closer to, and you could see when we were going to be revealed. And right when it was about to, he's like, I know, you, I know what you're trying to do. He, he knew it, right? He knew it. And right when he was about to hit that light on us, Michaela and I jumped out there, and we screamed, and I'm pretty sure he pooped himself. Yeah, this is uploaded to the internet, so there you go. Um, light. Today I'm talking about light. Here's my first question for you. 
And this one you probably have an easy answer to, and it's this, do I know God? Do I know God? I think it's interesting, and I'm not just trying to play into my metaphor this morning for a sermon illustration. I think it's interesting and intentional that God used a star, a light, to guide the wise men to Jesus. In Genesis chapter 1, it says this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Or actually, in the original language, he was actually saying, light be. Light exist. And it says, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. Do you realize that what's happening is we are reading the Bible. And the purpose of the Bible is for God to reveal himself to us. That, that's the reason for this word. And the first thing God chose to tell us about, to know him, was the creation of light. In fact, light itself is to testify of him. Flip with me over into John chapter 1. Now we're going to go way over. The first part of the Old Testament, now we're going to talk about the beginning of the New Testament. In John chapter 1, you probably know where we're going. In verse 1, the question is this, do I know God? In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe in him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Say amen. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but God. I was born by the will of God. Don't tell me I'm not saved. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because He was before me. For from 
excuse me, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. And what is this says what is this saying? It's saying that Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. It's not only saying that. It says Jesus is the word. We talked about just a second ago that this word was meant to reveal God to us, to make him known to us. And Jesus is also that word. How do we know God? Through Jesus. It was Jesus himself, who I believe in John 14, said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me it's jesus and jesus alone do i know god the question is do you know jesus and as we see here this morning we think well pastor drew i mean look around the room you know most of us and yet i think this is a question i have to ask myself every morning lord do i know you this is not this is not a question where we can say you know i did know him before so i'm good today this is a question we get up every morning and we say, God, I need to know you again today. I need you to know, I need to know you more today than I knew you yesterday. And can I tell you something? If you wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? I'm not sure I really want to know God anymore today. What I, I, I would say is, friend, what you're probably doing is retreating into darkness. Maybe not suddenly, but slowly just backing away. That's what we find ourselves to. We, we find ourselves slowly backing away into darkness when we find ourselves in a place where our heart no longer cries to know God, to truly know Jesus. Do I know God? Imagine, imagine skipping Christmas dinner. Anybody for it? I'm just going to skip Christmas dinner. You'd be okay with skipping Christmas dinner? Imagine skipping a meal every day. In fact, imagine skipping eating altogether some days. It's not healthy. When you find yourself without an appetite, how many parents, time and time again, we, we tell our kids, no, you sit down and eat. You, have, uh, you haven't eaten anything. It's unhealthy to not eat. You need to eat. And that's sometimes in us when we feel this thing where we're withdrawing from knowing God. Like, I, I think I'm good. I don't really need anything from you anymore. That actually can be a red flag for our own lives. That we actually don't have an appetite. And it's not just that we're not hungry. It's actually that we're spiritually sick. Do I know God? My second question is this. Have I found freedom? Ask yourself that. Have I found freedom? Now, across this room, I believe in the first question, many of us would say a very easy yes to, yes, I know God. But as I talk about us finding freedom, some of us might turn our thoughts to certain areas of our lives where we struggle. And maybe this question is not quite the resounding yes as the first one. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. And I'm using a different Bible today. This is a foreign Bible to me. 
because Stephanie took my other Bible to have it recovered because it was used. So I remember um, this has been some years ago and Michaela, I guess these are all Michaela stories today. Um, Michaela was quite young and little kids, you know how they are with Christmas trees, right? They just, they just think all those things on the tree are toys for them. Never mind that half the decorations on the tree look like toys. Um, and Michaela, she just couldn't get out of her head that those things on the Christmas tree shouldn't be for her. And she just kept, she would do this. She would just walk up and just touch them. When she was just little, she'd just walk up and she just, she just touched them. And uh, we kept getting on to her, Kayla, you look, you don't touch. And at the time, when they get in trouble, we'd take the girls and we'd say, you, you go put your nose on the wall. You go put your nose in the corner. You go put your nose on the wall. And, you know, they just hated it. They just absolutely hated it. And um, one day I walked through the living room and I noticed one of the ornaments on the tree had fallen off and was broken. And I looked around and I didn't see anybody. And I, I looked in Michaela's bedroom and she was just sitting there on her bed very suspiciously. And there in the corner of her room was her cookie monster, which was her favorite toy at the time. This little stuffed animal cookie monster. And he had his nose in the corner on the wall. Michaela, what's going on? Um, Cookie Monster touched one of the ornaments on the tree. So now he has his nose in the corner. Oh, it was Cookie Monster, huh? Yeah, Cookie Monster. There's this thing we do as humans where we try to hide our sin. Right? Think back to the original sin. Adam gets caught, and what does he say? It wasn't me. It was Eve. And what does Eve say? It was like, wait a minute, the snake. Like, it's this thing in us where we try to pass the blame. And when we do that, what we find is there will never be freedom. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, this is what it says. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then it says, if, if we say we, not, we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. We talked earlier about, do I know God? It's important that his word is in us, that we know his word. That's how we know God. But how do we find freedom? How do I know if I am free? In verse 7, it says, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. I'm going to stop right here. This is, this is something we miss so much of the time. We, we think simply like, I just have to love Jesus and I'm good. 
ladies and gentlemen, there's so much more to this than that. The scripture tells us this is how they'll know you're my disciples, by your love for one another. This right here is saying, how do you know you walk in the light? First of all, there's fellowship with one another. Do you fellowship with other believers? You know why sometimes we don't want to fellowship with other believers? Because they're full of light. True believers are full of light. And as light hangs out with you, you know what light tends to do? Shine. And as light tends to shine, it tends to expose things in us. And that can be painful. Like, wait a minute. That's, that's one of our big reasons that we have disciple-making groups around here. What do we do? We sit around in a, in a circle and we turn on the light. That's what we do. As we turn on the light, we have that fellowship with one another and exposes the darkness in us. And then it tells us this. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. I, I know we just came through our Christmas holiday, but let's never forget that the reason for all of this is, is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross and that's something that we should stare at continually. And when we find ourselves getting lax or lazy about that, we bring in front of us again that the shed blood of Jesus demands more from us than just complacency. When we find freedom, we cease to walk in darkness. When we find freedom, we cease from sin. Well, wait a minute. You mean we never sin again? I'm saying we cease from sin. We cease to walk in darkness. Have you found freedom this morning? Ephesians, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. And in verse 8, it says that for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Have you ever asked yourself that? Is this, this might not be a bad thing, but is it pleasing to the Lord? When we say, have I found freedom? Maybe this is the question you should ask in that area. Is what I'm doing pleasing to the Lord? Because so many times I always say, well, it's not bad, and I don't think that's the right question. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything becomes visible, Excuse me, anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Y'all, it's time for some of you to wake up. That's hard. How many know it's hard to wake up sometime? How many of you have ever had teenagers? It's hard to wake up. In John chapter 3, verse 19, it says this, And this is 
the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Have I found freedom? Can I tell you sometimes it will take you doing extreme things to find freedom. Sometimes we have to completely redo our daily routine and activity so that we can find freedom. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always have what you've always had. There's this principle that Dave Ramsey talks about in his financial strategies, Financial Peace University. And he talks about loggers back in the old logger days when they would float logs down the river, right? Lumberjacks and all that. I'm not going to pretend like I have ever done anything like that. And they would float these logs down the river to transport them from point A to B. But sometimes these logs would, in a bend in the river or something, would get jammed. And they would have a, a log jam. And so to free up the log jam, they would take a stick of dynamite and throw it into the jam and blow it up so that the other logs continue to flow again. They would actually have to destroy some of their inventory, destroy some of their product to get things flowing again, to get things moving again. Sometimes in our lives, to find freedom, to truly surrender yourself to Christ, you're going to have to do things dramatically different than the way you've been doing them. To hear the voice of the Lord and then be obedient to what he's telling you, and sometimes that's extreme. The Lord would never tell me to do anything extreme. Um, yeah, he will. So much of the time. Do I know God? Have I found freedom? Are you awake this morning? Third question. And this one might be even harder for you. Have I discovered purpose have I discovered purpose what is your purpose now if you don't know come in February we're going to talk about it in depth but we're going to talk about it a little bit today you know what's crazy to me is that for so long I felt like like especially when I was like a teenager like I want to know the purpose of my life right I know I want to know what I want to be when I grow up. I remember when uh, I was a senior in college, and uh, when you go into a new class in college on the first day of class, it was always the same thing. Like, we're going to introduce ourselves to each other. Everyone stand up, tell them your name, tell them you're from, and tell them what, what you're majoring in. And one of my buddies stood up and said, Hi, my name's James. Um, I'm from right here in Arkansas, and I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. He's a senior in college. Like, buddy, you better get it figured out and better get it figured out fast because you've got months. That's what I used to think purpose was. And what I've realized over the last year or so of my life that purpose has a lot less to do about someday as it has to do with right now. In Psalms 119.105, you can just write it down. It says this, you know it. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know what's crazy about Lamps, my, my friend David points this out to me all the time. As lamps, 
they don't shine all the way to your destination. You know where they shine? Just a few steps out in front of you, just to keep you from stumbling. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word gives me purpose, but it only gives me purpose out just as far as I can see. And that's like one of my life declarations, and we've talked about life declarations here before, but one of my life declarations is based on this verse is, I will, be, I will look for the Lord in the moment that I'm in. Can I tell you, purpose has a whole lot less to do of what you'll do someday and has more to do with what you're going to do as soon as church service ends. How you act, what the content of your conversations will be, who will you show love to, how you treat your spouse, the way you talk to your parents. That's where purpose lies. Purpose lies in the moment with that light that comes right here in the moment. But I've also realized that purpose lies in understanding of who I am in Christ. I have to understand my identity. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? We like to say, I am a lot of things, like I am a teacher, I am a dad, or I'm a pastor. I am this, I am that. Did you know God has lots of things that he says you are? Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. Can I tell you this? God's you are is greater than your I am. What does God say you are? And you have to know this to discover purpose. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race. Look, look this way. You're chosen. Like that means something. You're not an accident. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a people of his own possession. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I am one who's been brought out of darkness and into light, and that changes everything. I remember the darkness. I remember the night. But now I live light. And I, what I love is listening to your testimonies. Like, like the other day, um, Kathy, when you got up and shared your testimony, how incredible. How dark was the dark, but how bright is the light. And to see what God has done in you and through you. My own father's testimony about the Lord brought him from darkness into light. Danny, I love listening to your testimony. And I love the passion and enthusiasm with which you share it. Because he brought you out of darkness into light. And Brennan, you and I have talked about your testimony of being brought from dark to light. I don't know if you'll ever get up and share it. But maybe one day you will. We'll, we'll work on it. Um, but there's this thing of being brought from darkness into light. But in the middle of all these statements of you are, you are, you are, you are, he gives a big why. Why? To proclaim the excellencies of him who brought us from that darkness into this light. I have a why. I have a purpose, and it's to proclaim the Lord. 
So when you say, when I'm asking, have I discovered my purpose? Here's a, here's kind of a test to see if you have or not. Do you proclaim Jesus to anyone? To anyone? Have you talked about the Lord to anyone? Well, I just don't bring up religion. You've missed the point. You know, politics and religion, we don't talk about that. Definitely don't talk about the politics stuff, but Jesus is good. Jesus is the light. We are light. Do I know God? Have I found freedom? Have I discovered purpose? And here's my last question. Where did Timmy, you come out? I'm going to go short today. It's this, have I made a difference? Have I made a difference? I think I think that really helps us solidify purpose, right? We don't want to just exist. All of us want to make a difference, don't we? Like I don't want to just be some guy who does my thing. I I want to make a difference. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, it says this. It's talking to you, and you might remember this from our series, The Message from the Mountain. This is Jesus speaking in the Sermon on the Mount. He says this to you. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Here's the reality. As people of the light, we make a difference everywhere we go. When we walk into the room, there's light. We walk into the room and there's light. We make a difference. If you had a lush garden, you would need light to make it grow. Healthy things grow. If you're not seeing growth in your life, maybe because there's a lack of light in that area, am I making a difference? Will you stand with me? Y'all, this is a, a simple sermon, but it's something that I'm trying to get so infused into your brain. 
do you know God? Have you found freedom? Have you discovered your purpose? And do you make a difference? Like, know it. Begin to ask that question to those around you. Where are you? Imagine those are steps in a journey. Which step are you on? Where in that journey are you? I look around the room. I think most of us know God. Noah has found freedom from the drum set. Have you found freedom? Expose yourself to the light. Be around other believers. Do you fellowship with other believers? Or do you hide from other Christians? Do you duck out? Like when it's like, hey, let's all go hang out. Like, not me. I don't want to hang out with any of you guys because you, and I'll just mean us, any believer. How do you feel around other believers? Have you discovered your purpose? And I don't just mean for Sunday. Today, what's your purpose today? What's your purpose today? Are you making a difference? Where are you in that journey? We're going to worship, and if you need prayer, while we're worshiping with this last song, just feel free to come up, and we'll, we'll pray for you and minister to you, and then after we sing this song, we're going to dismiss. I didn't mean for us to go so short, but it is what it is. Um, stir up your heart. It would encourage me greatly if some of you be like, hey, what were those four questions again? I will write, I will text them to you. I will write them down for you. I think this is an important part of us moving forward as a body is these four things right here. Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. God, as we worship you, Lord, I pray you be glorified in our praises. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.